0: this is growing the valley a podcast by the university of california agriculture and natural resources i'm one of your hosts luke milliron farm advisor for butte tehama and glenn counties
1: i'm your other host phoebe gordon orchard farm advisor from adair and Merced counties It's the beginning of meeting season, and so we have four upcoming meetings all held in November. The first three are nearly identical meetings on an introduction to irrigation management being held in three different locations. On November 7th, it will be held in the city of Madeira. On November 14th, it will be held in Bakersfield, and on November 16th, it will be held up in Modesto. There is also a soil management meeting to be held at the Kearney Ag Center on November 16th. The links for all of these can be found in the show notes. All right. So we are already in October, Luke, uh, ready to do our October one minute challenge. It's kind of hard to believe that the year is moved this fast.
0: Indeed. It's flying by. It's mm-hmm. flying by.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any idea who is supposed to be going first? Because I never do.
0: For the second year running, uh, which must just mean that's the pattern, you are up first.
1: All right. Well, you keep me up. Are we ready to go?
0: Sounds good. Three, two, one, go.
1: For almonds, uh, post harvest, make sure you're meeting irrigation needs or checking on soil sensors. We did get some rain in some areas, it could be quite a bit of rain. Um, and ET needs are dropping. Scout your orchards to see if there's evidence of tights, and see if that was caused by Fora or San Jose scale. Monitor your weeds and plan your winter pre-application. Post-harvest nitrogen is likely not needed. Um, Post-harvest boron and zinc sprays are okay. Put down gypsum uh, in case the rains happen. For pistachio, no need for post-harvest nitrogen, boron, or zinc. Um, uh, it's not effective at, after harvest, um, print out branches that have been infected by botrytis and botrytis, but for mealy bugs, uh, we don't really know anything about the efficacy of post-harvest treatments, but you need to know where they are to plan for next year's treatments and for both crops. Make sure you mummy shake as soon as possible.
0: Oh. 51 seconds, 51 seconds, baby. Well done.
1: Thank you. I, maybe I just like. The spring and summer is your time and the fall and winter is my time when it comes to winning these challenges. I'm assuming I'm gonna win. So
0: are we trying to do as as little time as possible? I don't know. Okay. Cause I'm I'm not I'm not gonna meet 51 seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that if you get on the minute mark, you'll win. I okay. don't know. We've never like, is it prices right? So like you just have to get closest
0: we've debated this continually we
1: have okay no, yeah I don't remember anything. um okay well anyways it is your turn luke
0: all right And before i start i want to mention that mention of a pesticide does not constitute a pesticide recommendation always read the label the label is a law and consult your pca all righty i am ready okay
1: three two one go
0: first off four things to do in walnuts number one walnut color quality decreases most rapidly in the first nine hours so try to pick up the same day that nuts are shaken two collect a representative nut evaluation sample from across each orchard block at harvest to evaluate your ipm program it's going to tell you a lot more than those grade sheets number three mid-october is the start of freeze risk season carefully watch the forecast wet the top foot of soil two to three days ahead of a sudden freeze, and consider active irrigation during the freeze if your system has the capacity. Number four, if you're pruning your walnuts, prune as early as possible in fall to reduce that risk of botrysferia infection. Two things in prunes. cytospora cankers grow fastest in severely water-stressed trees. Until we start getting rainfall again, keep up with post-harvest irrigation. And consider Topsin-M application if pruning. You were right on the dot. I really had to uh, abbreviate my my final, uh, my second task in prunes there to make it fit, but made it fit. Well, we're both winners. It just depends what rules you want to apply.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll go by golf rules, except okay. when it doesn't work for me.
0: <laughs> okay, and I'll, I'll go by prices, right? Rules, except when it doesn't work for me. <laughs> okay. Um, so Phoebe, what are, what are you seeing out in the field? How's harvest going?
1: Uh don't talk to me about harvest. We had had everything for the variety trial shaken and neatly windrowed and ready to be picked up the day after that storm blew through. And I think that I made the mistake of assuming that it wouldn't rain because <laughs> it never does down here i was very much proven wrong so i learned my lesson but we're still waiting for the nuts to be dry enough to pick up and yeah it'll be interesting to see what the quality looks like but i still have one variety harvest after that and luckily i won't have to wait very long for those nuts to dry on the ground because they're basically (laughs) they're basically dry right now i wrapped up collection for my pistachio quality project and yeah i think Things are starting to wind down. Once I get these variety trial harvests out of the way, almost will be out of the field. What about you?
0: Thankfully they weren't windrowed yet, but we did have the remaining nuts in our Ammon variety trial up here in Chico on the ground when, when the big rains came through a couple of weeks ago. So those are still on the ground and uh, harvest has gotten pushed a couple of times now. So hopefully here in, in early October, uh, I'll be done with done with almonds and and moving on to walnuts, which are accelerating like mad. This I think is going to be the potentially the fastest walnut harvest season for me because of those rains. the The husks just all split open. I, I'm a little bit concerned about navel orange worm and color and stuff because here we're recording on the 30th of September and Mm -hmm. there's already so many Chandlers sitting on the ground, (laughs) like that shouldn't be happening for weeks. So yeah, but yeah, things are going, things are going well. Anything else on your mind or that, that you're working on?
1: Wrapping up a project and getting some results written up. I think that not going to talk about it until the paper's been published, but I have some exciting projects i think to start extension on hopefully this winter or next year let's see trying to think back on farm calls i have had a couple of farm calls but it have been a little bit perplexing and so we're still waiting on some of the specialists to kind of look at things so i don't really have much to talk about in the world of farm calls other than that they've been weird what about you
0: well excellent congrats on on writing up the, the research. I know that's not a fun process, but it feels so good after the fact. And it's obviously great to be able to uh, extend the take-homes to to growers. Yeah. So so in terms of the stuff I've got going on, uh, kind of continuing this thread here, talking about trials, I'm just really excited. Looks like we're going to get uh, another Ammon variety trial. So you and I are, are both researchers on this third generation of almond variety trials in the state funded by the Ammon Board of California. And uh, Roger Duncan, myself and Mohammed Yagmore are working on the fourth generation. So Mm -hmm. Mohammed and Roger have already planted their sites. Mine's bare root tree. So it's going to be planted probably this January. But looking forward to having that planted at the Chico State Farm. Uh, right behind the the current almond variety trial, and then also Clarissa Reyes, uh, partnering with Rebecca Wheeler Dykes at Chico State, are leading the effort for getting a walnut variety trial planted at the Chico State farm uh, next to those other trials as well. So just super exciting with some some really neat variety trials going into the ground.
1: Awesome will be uh, excited when the, the new generation of all the variety trials start and excited to see what you guys have going on. I'm excited to see what you guys have coming through the uh the loop or the, the pipeline, I should say.
0: Absolutely. And then of course, uh yesterday on September 29th. We had what I call a cancanar, so uh, it was an uh, almond cankers and prune cankers uh, webinar. So, famous Nicolades and Florent Trius, uh, these plant pathologists with UC Davis, both based at the Kearney Ag Center, were presenting, and we had a really good Q&A, and that webinar was recorded, and we'll be sure to place a link to it in the show notes today, so looking forward to uh people not only the 130 folks or so that were on that call but also the folks that'll be able to to watch the video that that missed it so lots of good information
1: awesome
0: all right and then just otherwise just out in the field my last three farm calls have related to overwatering so Two in almonds and one in walnuts, and usually I think of walnuts as a much easier crop to to overwater. But you know, some some unique circumstances, and something that myself and Kurt Pierce, the new irrigation advisor up here in the Sacramento Valley, um, were discussing the other day is just because our farm calls, in the, our diagnosis on a farm call, may show that overwatering earlier in the season may explain why the trees are you know the canopy is collapsing now or you have you have poor tree health for one reason or another now it doesn't mean that that most growers overwater it's just mm-hmm. when we're being called out for a problem very often it's it's overwatering that's the problem it's but we're we're not at all doing a scientific survey here we're just going to who calls us so it's folks who don't have water for example uh and haven't been able to irrigate um, if they have a dry well or something like that they know why their trees <laughs> look like crap they're not going to call me mm-hmm. to come look at their trees so versus overwatering's is a little bit sneakier you can it's like eating a little too much. You know, you can, it can sneak up on you and be much more subtle. Mm -hmm. So I would really encourage folks to invest in the pressure chamber because that's not the best way to dial in set length and how long to irrigate for a soil moisture is much better at that. And of course, ET gives you a, a good ballpark for that as well, but the pressure chamber is the best way to just ask the tree and, you know, have it tell you whether it needs needs water or doesn't need water because otherwise whether we're looking at the soil or we're looking at et it's just a whole lot of guesswork involved in whether the tree actually needs the water
1: absolutely
0: all right i think that's everything for me any final thoughts dr gordon no well i hope that we all get through harvest rapidly here and that the moment we're all done with harvest the skies just open up
1: Mm, I agree. That
0: will be nice. And everyone out there, I hope you have a great and safe harvest month.
1: Happy Halloween!
0: Thanks for listening to Growing the Valley, a UCANR podcast. You can find out more about this episode at our website, GrowingTheValleyPodcast.com.
1: We'd like to thank the almond, pistachio, walnut, and prune boards for their support. We'd also like to thank my sister, Muriel Gordon, for writing and recording the theme music.
0: Dead space, dead air, Clarissa's gonna, oh no, Phoebe's gonna cut this out. Thank you, Phoebe.